Hello, Georgia, and hello, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the May 10th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Our show is brought to you as a service of my consulting firm, and that is Janice Allen Jackson and Associates, where we proudly provide services to local government and nonprofit organizations. If you have not already, please follow Local Matters on Facebook. And of course, we also love for you to go to YouTube to subscribe to Local Matters on that platform as well. Today, I am joined by Ronique West. She is the founder of the Greater Augusta Black Chamber of Commerce. And she's going to talk to us about some of the exciting things that they have going on in their world. Local Matters family, today our guest, Ronique West. She is with the Greater Augusta Black Chamber of Commerce, where she is the president and co-founder. How are you doing today, Ronique? Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I am great. <laughs> great. Thanks so much. I know we had a hard time trying to get scheduled, so I'm yeah. glad that you were able to work things out and we were able to coordinate to get here. Um First off, as you know, the traditional local matters is that we ask our guests to tell us a little bit about themselves, sort of help our listeners connect with who you are. So if you could just start off by letting folks in local matters land know uh, who Ronique West is. Definitely. Um, I am the daughter of Ronald Lee West and Lana West. I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm a grandma. I'm a mother uh, of a, a great young lady who is now will be 30 this year so she just made me a grandma last year so my grandbaby is officially seven months um to, uh I think this weekend's when she turned seven months so I'm just excited with that um I'm also the co-founder and president of the Greater Augusta Black Chamber, uh, Chamber of Commerce uh I am an airport commissioner um a vice chair of the airport here locally in Augusta Georgia I'm also in the vice president first vice president of the Georgia Coalition of Black Chambers of Commerce. Um, so I sit on a state organization as well. And I found our local GABCC foundation as well in 2020 during the pandemic. Um, so that's kind of what I do. I'm also a consultant, um, but I work on large projects only. But that's a little bit about me. Okay. All right. Very good. Now, I'm sure you're enjoying the, the shift in weather from Indianapolis to Augusta. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I lived in Indianapolis and in Memphis, Tennessee, and now I've been in Augusta, Georgia. Um, I kind of say I have roots um, in Savannah, too, because my daughter was in Savannah for like nine years. So, mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Thanks for that. And as you say, you know, Greater Augusta Black Chamber of Commerce, that sounds great, but what does that really mean? What do y'all do? Definitely, definitely. What do we not do? Not just <laughs> we definitely are an organization that supports business owners. So our objective is to really be the conduit between the community, um, government, and um, you know, um, business community and government. So we're really that conduit, that communication source, that resource for our business owners. We provide technical assistance um, for business owners. We also do programming, which a lot of people are finding out about. 
here. Um, you know, if you're connected with us, they have been connected with us over the last five years. We've been doing heavy programming. Um, I think that's what a lot of people come to us for at this point. But we do networking, ribbon cuttings, just like all the other chambers as well. Um, and we partner with our state and local and federal government to make sure we get things done for our business community. But our mission is to foster economic stability for business in the CSRA through advocacy, education, networking, discovery, and strategic partnerships. And so we're just carrying out our mission. Okay. And when did you found the chamber? We founded it in 2017. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Now, had you done Chamber of Commerce type work before you founded this organization? Not at all. <laughs> no. No. This one how you not ever having worked in the chamber to starting one. So how did this happen? Oh, that's a story, right? Um, I'm from I'm from corporate America. So I actually have a background in corporate America. I've been working since I was like 16 years old. Um, I worked at one company for 15 years, anywhere from customer service all the way up to leadership, um, focused on process improvement. I love processes and new processes, and I love building is what I learned because I had seven different positions at that one company. Um, but then I realized when I started doing Six Sigma and all those good things and being at the beginning of new projects that that's what I like to do. And so I was like, I want to do more of that for my community because I see that that's a lack um, of just certain things that we need within our community. Um, and so I started going out and started a business and consulting um, is what I was doing. So consulting with business owners, my network has always been outside really of Georgia. So I've always worked with business owners across the nation. Um, and so business here locally started finding out what I do as I would have clients sometimes in the Augusta or CSRA arena. And they came to me and were like, you need to do something to pull us together. And I actually said no three times. <laughs> and then by the third time, because it was three different business owners in three different lanes and three different events that I had attended, I said, okay, let me see and really take a look into what is needed for our small business community, our Black business community um, that may be missing. Because I know the organizations that existed here, I already knew what was going on, really. I had been a SCORE mentor as well. So I understood, you know, we had chambers of commerce and everything. And um, we started researching, we were going to do a, a small business chamber of commerce at first. And then when we looked at the demographics and we were looking at, you know, the different opportunities, we realized that, oh, we need a black chamber because Augusta's 56% black. And there's a U.S. Black Chamber of Commerce and there's a National Black Chamber of Commerce. National Black Chamber of Commerce has been around for 50 years. U.S. Black Chamber of Commerce has been around for 20 years, 20 plus years. And we're like, we're missing out on all these opportunities because we don't have a Black Chamber of Commerce in our area. And not only that is hundreds of Black Chambers around the nation. Not only is it hundreds of Black Chambers, it's hundreds of Hispanic Chambers, it's hundreds of women-owned women Chambers, it's hundreds of Indian Chambers, it's hundreds of um, I don't know, any type of, you know, different culture aspect you can think of, there is a chamber that exists for that specific culture. And so when we looked at what the other chambers do and so forth, we were like, we're missing this critical piece. And so we began to build it, me and two other co-founders. Um, we sat down the year before, really, and started to just research and get, the, you know, things together. And then we start doing interest, interest meetings to see if anybody was interested in having it in this area. And then we um, opened our doors officially May 2017 and took our first membership. 
Okay. All right. Very good. And as you speak of memberships, mm-hmm. um, what's the membership fee? What benefits do folks get from membership? Can you talk just a little bit about that? Definitely. So our membership fee starts at $150 and above. Um, and so it's a yearly membership. We may be bringing monthly back as we change um, programs in the background, but it's $150 annually and above. So $150 is usually where your nonprofit is, your professional, because don't forget it, even if you're not a business owner, we still want professionals to be part of our organization. We do a lot. So we're always looking for volunteers and people who want to get involved in the community. Um, And we're getting pulled on to do even more. So we need people um, to help us with those things. And then your home-based businesses is $150. And then from there, it goes up to if you are brick and mortar and you have employees. So it goes $250 and above. And then we have our corporate memberships, which is $1,500 and above. All right. If you pay that membership fee, Mm -hmm. what is the Black Chamber doing for you? Definitely. So as a, uh, I don't know if you, if you haven't been part of a, black, of a chamber, a lot of people do ask that question. They're like, oh, you know, what does a chamber do for you? So it is really, like I said, a condiment between business, um, government and community. So usually you don't, it's so much information right out there. You are focused on running your business, right? So your, your chamber is a asset to you because we're funneling the resources to you. We're having, building the connections to uh, constantly the strategic partnerships, either with banks, with, um, you know, colleges, whatever it may be to help that, to make sure that you're getting the things you may need to grow your business. So our members, for example, we have a membership discount that they get. They get a monthly member, um, grant email that only goes to them. Um, and we are constantly looking at grants and resources because we are big about using other people's money to build your business and not your own money. Um, so we're always making sure you're aware of what's happening. Um, you also get member only meetings. We provide technical assistance to members for free. Um, and then anything that you may have going on with your business, we have been, you know, talking to zoning. We're, we're involved in the process. So whatever you may need for your business, if you're a member, we are getting involved in those things for you. Um, so that is the benefit of being a member of the chamber of commerce. Also, you get to, you know, share out your events through our, um, channels, which we have a huge following. And so, you know, through our email list, you'll be able to share out your events. Um, We'll promote um, your events for free if you're a member as well. We do have a directory as well. Uh, We have a Facebook group only, members only, that is opening up from our membership director this year. So we got a lot going on. All right, very good. And how much staff do you have as you and? So, yeah, so we have staff for sure. Um, and don't let me get to, um, I don't want to miss anybody because I do that sometimes. So let me go to our website <laughs> and make sure I call everybody out because um, mm-hmm. I will do that because it is a lot of us to make sure this organization is running and I have a tendency to miss people. So Kiwana Cherry is my VP, Vice President. Everybody usually knows him as Kig. Shagrela Hamming, she's a VP at large. We have Latasha Bellamy, she's executive assistant. Loomis Vick sits on our board. This male is on our board too. He's a marketing. Sandra Kelly is our membership director. Ricardo Deeds is our community affairs director. We have Johnny Gregory, who is our military and veteran affairs director. And then we have Darren Thompson, who is our uh, rural business director. And then we have Minya Chester, who is also our um, uh, agribusiness director. So that is our staff right now. 
Okay. All right, great. Thank you for that background. And of course, here on Local Matters, we focus on local and state government and the services provided. Um, so when we have on a guest like you, we try to focus on the connection between what you do and what government does. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a partnership that aligns with that. If you could just kind of go into detail about what that partnership is, how it came about and how it benefits the businesses in our area. Definitely. So let's talk about how that began. So when the pandemic hit, right, um, we're always watching. So if you notice, I said I sit on a state agency now called the Georgia Coalition of Black Chambers. And that's the Black Chambers throughout the state of Georgia. We cover 11 of the regions. So we almost have the uh, state covered. We are um, at the beginning of the pandemic, we decided to formulate heavily. So we started weekly, meeting weekly because we did not want our business owners to take the greatest hit during the pandemic. So we were able to support, if you were a member of the chamber, you were getting all the resources you needed. We had so many businesses that grew during the pandemic because we were connected to the folks doing the PPP lending, everything um, to make sure you were getting information constantly. So on top of that, we had our coalition, which is actually seven states in the South. So it was black chambers, NAACPs, um, representatives um, from state to local, that are working with us that we have been working through since the pandemic. And so from that, we realized that we needed to put ourselves in position to either pull COVID funds or ARPA funds. So COVID funds started at the beginning of the pandemic and then after that it switched to ARPA funds. So it's American Rescue Plan funds, just in case you guys are like, what is those <laughs> terminologies? Um, and so we were like, okay, we gotta begin to run our programming for our community and provide those grants and loans as well as we were seeing the different programs that were available. A lot of them were not hitting like our rural communities or our secondary markets. Like we had a lot of things happening for our major markets, but not our secondary. So it started from Athens, Georgia. Um, they were the first to um, actually go with their Black Chamber of Commerce to run a program in Athens with, I wanna say they had COVID funds. And then when the ARP, ARPA dollars came out, they may have had ARPA dollars, but I think it was COVID. Um, so we participated in that program. We helped them, um, you know, run that program. And we're like, okay, we got to get that happening in the CSRA. So then we begin to advocate with our local officials to have that happen. So the city of Aiken was the first city to actually fund us. So we ran that for the city of Aiken in 2022, I want to say that was last year that we ran that um, actual um, training program. And we gave out um, 150,000 in grants and we trained 75 business owners with 44, 44 or 45 received grants. And we have one loan so far that has processed through that, but that loan program is still running. So they had $25,000 loan that one um, applicant has received so far. And then um, we were advocating with the city of Augusta and had been advocating for about three years. So every year we would go up in front of the city of Augusta and let them know, hey, you know, we're running programs. We really want to make sure that we are, um, you know, reaching our business community. A lot are still feeling the, you know, the effects from the pandemic. And so they still need assistance. They still need training. We want to make sure we get their subject matter experts in front of them so they can continue to sustain, grow, or maintain their business. And so we were approved. Um, I don't know if you want me to get into that. Yes, please do. Please <laughs> oh, okay. Do. So we were approved to run the program with the city of Augusta last year. But we did not, um, we received the funds later on in the year. So we are launching that program here next Monday, April 17th <laughs> is the launch date. 
So we'll be at the municipal building at 11 a.m. Um, it is it is uh, at capacity, so we can't let anybody else in. But don't freight if you um, are following us. Hopefully, I think this podcast may let, may air after this after this launch. But you can still go to the orientation, which will be um, put online and everywhere after Monday. Okay. All right. And are those loans available just to your membership or are they available to any business in the area? Uh, no. So when we run programs, they're open to everybody, actually, um, unless it says member only program. So we've ran six training programs in all. Out of those six training programs, we have trained over 300 business owners, given out $225,000 in grants and a $25,000 loan so far. Okay. And the... um. The average grant size just for ballpark? Um, it depends on what who funds the grant, right? And what levels they agree upon. So sometimes they could go as low as a thousand up to five thousand. And then usually after that is the loans. And that number could change, but it really depends on who the um person who funds the program, what their criteria set. At. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you said the training, is the training a one-time session or is it multiple times? Um, the training is one. So okay, so the train, the way the training works, and, and just so you know, Bank of America was the first to actually fund us to run a program. So we ran their program. They were the first to go up to that. And they were in 2021, the end of 2021. And we trained 25 business owners and each business owner got $3,000 in grants. And so we just ran their program for a second time and we'll be handing out grants from the Making America uh, second program actually launched and that happened this year already. So hopefully you missed that program, but you still have time for Augusta's program to get into that program. Um, but the training works is four weeks worth of training. And then we have six months um, mentorship after. Okay. All right. And do you, do you have to be a new business? Does it matter? Mm-hmm. You know, who qualifies? Yes. So for for this particular program, we are focused on um, existing business owners. You have to be a year plus in business. Um, We have business owners that have been 10 plus years in business. We have business owners that are year plus. So everybody benefits. We've had people change their insurances from going through our program, their CPAs. We have people who truly begin to grow their business. Um, You will also need to make sure you have a business license in the city of Augusta because Augusta is running this program. So that would be a requirement or is funding this program. Business taxes for last year, of course. Um, Training, um, you must be able to attend training and uh, complete the training sessions. You will have to attend a mandatory orientation and of course, complete your application. Those are some of the criteria, but not all the criteria. Okay. Okay. All right. But if we want more information about that, our listeners just have to go to your webpage. They can go to our webpage. They can just contact us. So if they um, email us at info at mygabc.org or just call us at 706-750-8895 and the team will help you. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for that. So um New organization, relatively new, started in 2017, just based upon the need for advocacy and services to um, African-American businesses in our area. And your area, you mentioned Aiken. So who is in your membership? Is it Augusta, Burke County, Columbia County? How how far out does it go? Yeah, so CSRA. So we cover CSRA. We're just based in Augusta, actually. But we've always covered the CSRA because the co-founders always sit sit in the CSRA. I was in Augusta, the other one was in North Augusta, and the other one lives in Aiken. 
Okay, but we excellent. always cover the CSRA. Excellent. So having said all that, um, saw need, jumped out, identified the need. Are there additional needs or things that you see that um, is needed to be put in place in our area American business owners, and I, as I, let me give you a little backdrop as I answer that question. When I first came back to the city mm-hmm. and returned to Augusta in 2014, one of the things I noticed was there didn't seem to be a lot of Black business owners. Um, mm-hmm. Now I see, you know, small entrepreneur types, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but the bigger businesses that I was accustomed to seeing African Americans get involved in and typically advocate to the city for, and I think that's really where I'm coming from, is that in my previous environments, like for instance, when I worked in Albany, when I was city manager there, you know, we had businesses at meetings all the time talking about how they could get a bigger piece of the pie. Mm -hmm. Working for the city of Augusta, I did not see that as often. Um, I, I didn't see the construction businesses and folks like that that really rely upon government contracts um, as the backbone of their business. I, I didn't see as much of that. And then I start thinking about the dynamics of Augusta. And I realized we probably, to me, we don't have as many Black-owned businesses as I would expect. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of that is driven by the fact that I think we have um, higher education here, which has shifted people. When I say higher education, Payne College, Augusta, MCG, um, has shifted people into more professional type jobs as mm-hmm. compared to entrepreneurship. And you also got military, which has the same impact. And we also see a number of manufacturing type facilities that pay good wages, mm-hmm. which I think is almost another deterrent to business ownership. Yeah. So how do you just see entrepreneurship in Augusta, the development of larger mid-sized to larger African-American businesses, you know, what do you see on the horizon there? Well, I think I'm a huge advocate of getting getting Black-led organizations funded. We get smaller resources, so we usually are, you know, um, doing, having to, we doing, usually doing more with less. And so one thing I'm very passionate about is making sure all the Black Chambers actually are getting fully funded. Um, That would be the first thing, because usually when anything comes down or anybody needs assistance and they're trying to reach the Black business or small business community, they're coming to us and asking for our resource or our help. But we are not funded to do those things, meaning a lot of times we're still volunteer or we're doing multiple things to even run the organization. But if we could be full time in what we're doing and actually get funding as our counterparts, you know, it would then you would see the shift in the black business owners, because then now we can be full time focused on that technical support, that helping that assistance that they need, usually from somebody from their same cultural background, because we're going to understand the nuances they're going to go through, we're going to prepare them better. And we're going to be able to educate them better. And so that's why our training programs, we're in our sixth run of our training programs, because of the results we're getting from our training. Um, but we're wanting to do more, right? So I'm a huge advocate of that, not only for my organization, but all the organizations that are throughout the seven states. Um, number two, I would definitely say that Black business owners for sure exist. A lot of times, and I, you know, if you just think about the demographics in Augusta or in the CSRA, and this is a perfect example, like in the city of Aiken, we asked to get funded for the minority business program because federal funds, we have to do minority, we cannot do Black-owned because we have not, did a designated class on a federal level. 
So if anybody ever asked that question, it's very important that we get a designated class on a federal level before we can do Black-only program, black programs. So we have to do minority programs when it's federal funding or state funding, local funding, because that's still you know, federal dollars. And so one thing that they were saying, they were like, we don't have that many business owners. We don't have that many business owners. And I was like, yes, you do. You just have never focused directly on that group. And so for them to see 75 business, well, more than 75 come throughout the woodwork when we did the training program and then we hand out the checks at the end of the program, they were amazed at how many business owners in places that they were shopping at and they had no clue were black owned, where they were getting their breakfast from, their lunch from and so forth. So that's the same thing you have in Augusta, I guarantee you. So it's a lot of business owners here, but you don't know that they're black owned. Um, and so you're not aware that they're here, but those type of things, when you see an agency or, a pro, or, you know, that's growing and getting supported and able to run programming and continue to get resources in and able to do more, you'll see more and more of that come out. Now, the contracting um, piece, which is what you were kind of touching on, is a piece that we do want to heavily try to work with the city on and even the state on because I feel like you have state contracting you have state contracting opportunities and you have local opportunities and so you know having those minority set-asides are huge um, making sure that you are um, holding yourself accountable to those minority set-asides making sure that you are going back and just confirming that it was truly a minority certified too right um, so those are type of things that really help to see those type of um, actions happen more and they definitely are here they're in the area sometimes it's harder to get them to cross the bridge because we deal with business owners in South Carolina and in Georgia um, I know that you know the zoning the you know codes etc are different in each municipality um, so you got to make sure those are up to date and current for today's business and market because a business owner no matter who they are even if they are large business they want to be able to do business and do it efficiently, quickly, and they don't really want to go through a lot of um, additional red tape, if so to say, that shouldn't be there. Because if I do something in another municipality that's next door to you, and it's so different to come doing in this municipality, you'll actually deter, especially a Black-owned business or a minority-owned business, from coming to that municipality to do those type of things. It doesn't matter what type of contract it is. Uh, one last thing is you touched upon the state and we're going to have to close out and this yes. uh, interview is almost <laughs> over, but um, you mentioned the state of Georgia. Uh, mm-hmm. The last time I checked, which has been a while, so things could have mm-hmm. changed, but the last time I checked, the state of Georgia did not have a defined historically underutilized business type of program. Do they now? Not that I'm aware of as of yet, but we are constantly talking to the state. We're constantly talking to the federal government and our local government. We believe in a three-way approach. Um, And so that's what we're constantly doing. Um, And so we're working through making sure we get those things on each level. All right. Thank you so much. Last minute. Is there anything you want to share with our listeners? Definitely, definitely, definitely. If you want to connect with the chamber, make sure you follow us on all your social medias at MYGABC. That is Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, um, Greater Augusta Black Chamber of Commerce. Be sure you go to our website to connect with us, www.mygabc.org, and we would love to help you and also become a member. Thanks so much. This has been Ronique West, uh, co-founder and president of the Greater Augusta Black Chamber. Thanks so much for being a 
guest on Local Matters, and now you are officially a part of the Local Matters family. Thank you. Local Matters family, that was Ronique West, who is co-founder and president of the Greater Augusta Black Chamber of Commerce. Hope you enjoy our conversation, uh, particularly for those who are small business owners, Black business owners in the area. Uh, if you're not one, please share the information with someone who is. Uh, I also want to add a little to what she was saying. She mentioned the launch of the program that took place back in April. Um, the orientation sessions are scheduled for that program on May 31st and June 1st. So if you are interested in learning whether you would qualify for the program with the eligibility requirements and so forth are, please go to the website of the Greater Augusta Black Chamber of Commerce uh, to register for those sessions so that you can get that information. And again, please share this with anyone in your network who may benefit from it. Uh, thanks so much for being a part of the Local Matters family. Uh, next week, we'll be joined by the president of the Sandra Day O'Connor Institute. Uh, they actually reached out to me uh, because their mission is very similar to that of Local Matters, and that is making sure that people get access to information about how government works. Uh, they've actually started an online platform where any of us can go anytime to uh, find out things that we didn't know about that topic. Thanks again for being with us. Be blessed. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.